Hey. Hey. It's Rachel. It's Alexis. And it's Sarah. And, and welcome, welcome back, back to Flourishing in Faith. Yay. Woo-hoo. We're so happy to have Sarah on today. Like, we what a so awesome, what a prophetic name. Anywho, um, we are so, <laughs> ha- I just thought of that. We're so happy to have her on the second episode <clears throat> of our Influential Friends series. And this is of our influential influencers. influencers. So people that have Proclaim Jesus on their Instagram slash TikTok, wherever, um, social media. Just and social media. Yeah. In general. The social media in general that what sparked their interest. What how can we, you know, be people that are built about our faith too? Yes. All right. So Sarah, introduce yourself. Yeah. And a little bit of facts about you. It's so funny you bring up that my name is prophetic because a bit of my testimony is that when I moved to San Diego State University, no one called me Sarah they had a nickname for me that I don't even want to mention, but they called me a completely different name because there was another Sarah on our dorm room floor. And so I would go to parties and they would all know me by this name. They, a lot of people didn't know my actual name was Sarah. And then when I did come to God and had an encounter with God, I kind of reclaimed my name and I changed my username to include my name being Sarah from this nickname that everybody called me when I moved to college. So it's so funny that you bring up that my name is prophetic because in the Bible, when, you know, God places a new identity on someone, he changes their name. And so Sarah in the Bible, that was the name that God gave her. And, and um, yeah, I'm just living out that, that blessing and that, that anointing on my life from God. So That's wonderful. But I am, um, I work in the social media industry. So that's my full-time job as a marketing specialist in the influencer marketing world. But then on the side in my personal life, I post about God and I, you know, just love my community at my church and yeah, who I am. I, I love Jesus. I love poetry. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. That is so sweet. So um, I know me and Alexis have been following you for a while, like we said, and I am so happy that we're getting to talk to you right now. <laughs> like, I'm so excited. But um, we're going to go into this next question, talking about your testimony and included in that, how you, because I remember seeing your TikToks about, you know, being in your singleness and now you're in a relationship. And so just how you were able to, you know, be dependent on God in that season because so many of our listeners are young women and young girls trying to figure out not just their calling, but also, you know, questions about relationships and like for themselves and then like oh, guys and, you know, just that whole category of stuff. So we would love to hear about you, your testimony, and you can dabble a little bit in your relationship and how you survived your singleness. <laughs> yes. Okay, so first off, y'all are so sweet. Thank you so much for, I'm a words of encouragement type of gal. So when I just get compliments, I'm just like being filled. But um, okay, so testimony. Um, I, yeah, I guess I just talked to a group about testimonies and how like people will kind of glorify their their past and be like the glory days of when I was partying oh my gosh the times were so good like in a way like celebrating it and yeah I just kind of want to focus more on yeah like I did come from a, a past where I was like 
a total alcoholic, was doing drugs and was having really unhealthy relationships with men. And, you know, God saved me from anxiety and he saved me from eating disorder and he just radically moved in my life in so many ways. And I, I do want to focus on like what he has done and he's doing in, in like sharing my testimony. And so, um, yeah, no, that's, it's just crazy what he's done specifically with social media, because like I said, my username and I'm reflecting on it. Y'all just brought that reminded me of it, that my username wasn't including my name. It was a different name. And so I guess, um, touching on what I would give advice wise to people that are in singleness and, and looking to find, find someone to spend their life with, if that's their desire and that's what God has for them. Identity is a huge factor. It's a huge factor. So yeah, that's my advice is just know who you are, whose you are, and from that place, God is able to work through you. And so, yeah, that's, that's a little bit about that. I'm trying to think, okay, let me, <laughs> what do you want specifically me to talk about? Do you want me to talk about my, my testimony or you want me to? Like, did you grow up in church? Have you always been in that type of, you know, Christian family? You or know? not. Or like, yeah, or not. Like, where did you come from is basically yeah. what we would love to know. Yeah. So my dad is a, um, a colonel. He was in the military and he worked as like a, 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 I call it a legalized spy. He was like a legalized spy for our country. And he, we traveled overseas a lot. And unfortunately, I, I did have to move around every few years. I didn't have really great relationships established growing up. It was just my family. And my mom would try to get us to go to church on Sunday. And um, we didn't really have any example of what a godly relationship looked like because my parents' marriage ended up failing and a lot of, you know, just abuse happened there. And so we, yeah, we didn't have a good example. My mom took us from Stockholm, Sweden to a little small town in the middle of Kansas where her family was. And um, yeah, and she gave us the option to go to church. And she was really hurt in that season of her life, but she still chose to actively search and, and find the answers in God. And so having that little seed planted, but it being optional was, I'm so grateful because Mm -hmm. no, I didn't choose God. I definitely wanted to sleep in on Sunday mornings. And then when I got to college though, I was walking on campus and someone handed me a ramen packet with an invite to church. And it was like an outreach for this church that I went to for the past like four years. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll take ramen. Like I'm hungry. I'm a poor college student. Sure. But I had that invite and I stared at it for a few weeks and was like, their series that they're going into depth on is about relationships. And (laughs) every relationship that I've ever been in has ended the way that my parents did in, Mm -hmm. uh, Ooh, in like infidelity in not being faithful. 
Right. And so, <laughs> yeah. Wow. There's a lot of connections there that I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, Sarah in the Bible, she is, you know, she is said to have like been having faith in God. Um, and that's just a huge word for me. It's just like faith and and having that faith in God. But anyways, going back to this, this relationship series that this church was having, I'm like, I need to know how people have healthy relationships because obviously I'm not doing it right. And every relationship that I've ever seen has ended badly. And so I searched out in this church to find the answers. And when I came to church that Sunday, I totally had an encounter with God. I sat in the very back. Like I did not want to be seen by anyone sat in the very back and had an encounter with God, but it was a small seat again. It didn't stick. I was in and out of parties for the next two years. But from that encounter, I had it in the back of my head and I would talk about it at parties drunk. Like I would go to parties and I would, I would just be sitting with people and I would be like, there's gotta be more, right? Like there's gotta be more to life than this. Like, do you believe in God? And I would bring him up all the time under the, like under the influence. And, you know, eventually I found a group that did both that went to parties and went to church. And I was like, great, the best of both worlds. But that was the most painful part of my life when I was in the in-between, when I was doing both, when I was going to parties and I was trying to seek a relationship with God. It was the most uncomfortable part of my whole life. And so I decided to go all in and was like, okay, I can't, obviously I can't do both. It's too painful. I have to go all in. And that's when revival started happening in my life. That's when things started changing, shifting. That's when God showed up is when I made him the first, the priority. When I put aside all the other idols, I had literally wrote a list out of all the things I was putting before God and was like, and I still have it. I keep all my journals and I still have that list. But again, I failed after that. I failed. And why? I got into a relationship with someone that said he was a Christian and he wasn't. Um, and God bless him. I pray for him still. But yeah, it was just, it was bad on my part to, um, yeah, to get into a relationship where I wasn't, as the Christianese say, equally yoked. And I guess that's biblical. So it's not even Christianese, but like, you know what I'm saying? So I got into another relationship and it ended up driving me away from God into old patterns. And, but God, God gives second, third, fourth chances. And I got to turn again and say, okay, God, I give, I give my life again to you you know, help me because that is my weakness. It's my weakness. And like I was studying Samson and Delilah and his weakness is with Delilah and my weakness is with men. And so I have to be super careful that I'm not putting my identity in them because they can totally shift my faith and totally shift, you know, where I'm putting my attention and identity into. And so I'm... I am currently in a healthy relationship with a man of God and he is, is strengthening my, my relationship, but also it's really wise to, I think, like keep your relationship with God separate and 
And the same goes on social media. I'm not sharing everything that God downloads to me that's private. And so there's, you know, some kind of discernment that happens, whether to share and what to, yeah. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) So when did you start trying Jesus in social media? And like, what kind of sparked that interest of like, hey, I think I can do this. I think I can spread Jesus on social media. That sounds like kind of fun to me. And like, what sparked that interest to you? Yeah, so I actually hated the idea of sharing my life on social media, had an actual panic attack before posting my first TikTok. Uh Oh, I'm pretty sure my first TikTok that like went viral was a panic attack I had after leaving that really bad toxic relationship I was in. And it was my friend Abby consoling me in the bathroom with a Bible verse And I, that's what I shared because I was like, this is authentic. This is me. But then when I actually had to share my poetry, I was so anxious about it because I, I was really successful in the worldly sense of poetry. I had been published. I had been working with an actress in an off-Broadway production with one of my pieces, but the poetry was hopeless. It was worldly it was hopeless it didn't give people any yeah any hope at all Mm -hmm. and so when I got saved God had me rewrite all of my poetry Mm -hmm. not a single poem did I keep that had that was yeah that wasn't screaming his name and so when I rewrote all of those poems I shared one with a friend of mine who was successful on TikTok and they really pushed me to consider posting that that piece, this one specific piece. Yeah. And the ending of this poem, this is the one that was um, on the Off Broadway production, mm. and it was it was all about me, and it was all about I am enough. Like mm. having these insecurities about this eating disorder, and then saying, "But I am enough," and that's how it ended. And when God had me rewrite it, it was, he is enough. I can, yeah. I've only been saved by the, but from this because of him. Yeah. So I completely rewrote it and I shared it with some pushback from <laughs> myself. I shared it and it, and it blew up. I think it had like 2 million views on it right away. And I was just like, oh, dang. Okay. I just need to trust in God. There is a space for this. People, people like to see this raw, authentic journey. And there's something called transcendentals that I I just kind of discovered. And I love putting labels on things. It helps me like understand what's going on. And so I found this word transcendental and it's, and it's, um, common to all beings, property of being. So it's basically, The three are good, true, and beautiful. It's how we understand the world around us through what's good, through what's true, and through what's beautiful. So good, true are the first two. And those are like theology, what is true. So people love to understand the world around us through theology and and discussing that. And then people love um, what's good. That's the moral dilemmas that are happening. That's like, uh, 
philosophy. Yeah. Right. And, and those are great. And I've started to get it more into those, but my thing was through the beautiful. My thing was understanding the world around me through God's beauty, through poetry, through like nature, through art forms. Like that's really how God spoke to me. And that's what I felt like I had, um, like a, a calling on my life to share with the world around me, God through poetry. So after understanding that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, and beauty, it just, it smacks people in the face. They don't question it. They don't have to be like, what's, what is, what is actually good? What is actually true? It's Mm -hmm. just beautiful. And you can't argue with beauty because it's just there. It's just, it, it hits you. And so I was like, oh, I love that because not only is it, easier for people to digest it doesn't have a lot of like pushback and an argument and division with it so on social media where there's a lot of division and pushback when it comes to talking about God things like poetry I can share and people that have never heard about God before interact with it and are like Sarah I'm not religious but this was a really beautiful poem and that's how I get to now I'm in grad school for poetry and I get to share God through my poems with people at a very worldly school. Yeah. And it's just a really great method of evangelism for me that I'm wow. blessed with. That's wonderful. That is beautiful. Well, speaking of your poetry, that's our next question. <laughs> so how did you how did you start to grow to love it? Like what made mm. what when we were talking about social media, what sparked that in in your heart and what sparked that in your interests? to do yeah that's such a good question oh my goodness okay taking me back I went completely mute and emotionally unavailable after my parents divorce Mm. I did not know how to process really hard emotions I was forced to go see a therapist and I was given this chart with a bunch of faces and moods on it and I was trying to connect my emotions in the way I express them because the only emotion I was able to express was anger Mm -hmm. and that would come out in rage and it was just you know as a nine-year-old little girl that was not normal and so I tried journaling and tried going to therapy and it started to work but really the ultimate thing was when my uncle invited me into his newspaper office and I sat down with him and he's like, I want to share with you a poem and I want us to write a poem. And that was the beginning. And I remember still sitting in that old musty newspaper office with my uncle and he just was able to show me how you can construct words onto a page. You can rewrite them. They can have your emotions in it and it can be real and however you want to craft it and you can share it with someone or you can keep it. You can share it with a lot of people or just one. And it gave me some sense of control and it, and it helped me process these really hard emotions in a concise way, in a prayer, in an expression form. And that's initially what started this ability to express my emotions in poetry and from that I I kind of always kept it over the years it just 
it, yeah, it was such a good method for me, a healing method for me on these really big situations that I was having to go through as a little girl. And so every single time that life just, life's messy, life hits you. So every time that like something really heavy was happening, I would turn to writing, I would turn to poetry. And yeah, I guess I just did it throughout high school and then college. And then I took it to social media and that's kept me super accountable to keep writing. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so amazing. I think that's so cool because like for me, my way is songwriting and my way is journaling. So that's something that like I usually don't really share that to the world, but that's how I process my heart emotions because a lot of people, I mean, I'm glad you have mentioned your parents' divorce because a lot of people have gone through that, especially in this world. Like, you know, it's like the statistics of divorce is getting higher and higher and higher in families and it's so sad but how it affects the children really it really takes a toll like for me I have had a parent divorce too and of that coping mechanism of writing music and of journaling has helped me as well so it's just like you're not alone if somebody's listening to this that has gone through that you're not alone in this like your emotions your feelings are valid but we have to you know, let them go to God in some way, whether it's sternly, whether it's praying out loud, whether it's writing a song, whether it's writing a poem, I feel like that's just a healthy way to not store your emotions inside and to take, like as the Bible says, to take your thoughts captive, but take your emotions captive as well. And that's what God's really been teaching me lately. Yeah, I agree. I'm also, I, I relate when you say you're not, or you weren't good at like expressing how you feel, because I also... I still tend to internalize a lot of my emotions and I tend to mute myself. And if someone asks me what's wrong, that's when I crack and I just start crying. (laughs) This whole meltdown happens. So I know that a lot of people are like that. And Mm -hmm. um, it's just something that works for me is I also journal and I write all my prayers down because when I speak them, Mm. I get distracted. And um, so, and I get to read back at them. Like I have one that I just finished and I started a new one and I get to read those prayers back and see all that God has done for me since and all that he's blessed me with and even what he's taken away for the betterment of his plan and my good Mm -hmm. so it's just that's a really good outlet if you're also struggling to deal with your emotions Mm -hmm. get a journal journal. (laughs) God can read he can read he knows what you mean without you having to speak it out loud yeah I think some people are like oh God God can't hear my prayer, but he can hear. He's omnipresent. I think that he can hear and read what you're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. He can definitely work through any, for all of this. So I'm so thankful for Sarah. We're thankful that <laughs> she's here and that um we have got to, gotten to interview her. If you have any questions for Sarah or for us, you can DM us or DM yes. Sarah. We always are here for you guys. And we love you guys. And we'll see y'all next time on Flourish Me and Faith. Bye.